Well, hello, and I want to welcome you to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Horton. I'm here to bring you a short message that's designed to help you become all that God created you to be and to live your life to the fullest. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get into today's message. Well, I'm glad to be with you again on our Victory Church weekly podcast. I hope you're doing well today. You know, every day it can be an exciting journey in God if we let it be. And I'm learning more and more that, um, you know, the more that we give ourselves away to God and His plan and His purpose and His will, the, the easier and more satisfying and fulfilling life is. Have you found that to be true in your own life? So hope you're making it a great day today by giving yourself away. So uh, I'm going to get right to the subject. Um, you know, I've been talking about the last <clears throat> number of podcasts for levels of growth uh, in our spiritual life. Uh, and and um, the levels are convert, epistle, disciple, minister. Real quickly, I've explained these in the past uh, several podcasts, um, the convert stage of spiritual growth and development is where you've just come to the Lord and your life is, uh, and the old you is being unraveled or taken away and being replaced by the person you are inside. We become new creatures in Christ. Old things pass away, all things become new. And God's plan is that what we are on the inside is is finally seen on the outside. Back years ago, 30 years ago, we had a song we sang in church circles. I've got something on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. You know, that's really the way it is. God wants us to live from the inside out. So a convert, a, a, the, the comfort stage of spiritual growth and development is where you, you've just come to the Lord. You're, you're, you're reading the Word. You're seeking to put God's Word into practice in your daily life. And, and as you read the Word, you'll find that, again, God just enlightens you. Uh, and as you're reading things you're not doing that you should do, things you're doing you need to stop doing, uh, things that you need to obey, promises you need to uh, grab a hold of with your faith. I mean, just all sorts of things with the Word. If you read the Word really slowly and ask yourself these questions, is there something I'm not doing that I need to do? Is there is there something I'm doing that I need to stop doing? You know, turn it to the reverse. And then, is there a promise I need to grab a hold of in my life? And and believe God for. So if you do that, you know, the Holy Spirit will begin to search you and talk to you as he has me. And he still does that over all these years. He talks to us about our life and our lifestyle. And the uh, uh, the convert stage of spiritual growth and development is where we're growing in God. And again, God's taking a, taking off the old person that we were and replacing that person with a brand new person. The epistle stage of spiritual growth and development, I've talked about these in past podcasts, is is the stage where we're really getting into the Word. It's not just enough, listen, particularly today, just to read the Word, meditate the Word. So I spent some time talking about meditating in the Word and uh, go back and listen to that podcast if you haven't if you haven't heard that. Also, um, my book I wrote a couple of years ago, "Change Your Mind to Change Your Life." Um, I really go into detail about how to meditate, what it does, and I've got some a lot of scripture in the very back of that book that you can actually meditate on, spend some time. I encourage scripture memorization in it. I'm telling that's probably saved my life. You know, 
with all the things that have happened throughout life. Um, so be an epistle, be, be, be a letter, be, be, let the word of God dwell in you richly, as the Bible says, in all wisdom. And, you know, if you'll do that, life will begin to change. And as the enemy attacks your mind, the word of God will answer from your heart. And that's through meditation. Again, meditation drops the word from our head to our heart. And, uh, and really begins to transform us. Without meditation, you, you honestly many times just have mental assent. You mentally assent to things. But the, it's the word that I put into practice is God's word that is in my heart, that is in my spiritual nature. And that comes through meditation. We also talked uh, last time about being a disciple. A disciple who is a person who has taken his or her human will and said, you know what, God, I'm ready to take up my cross a cross is a place where, where I crucify my flesh, my flesh dies. That is my natural wants and desires that are, that are opposing God. That's where I lay them down, say, I don't want to do that anymore. And a cross is also a place where my will and what I want to do with my life, etc., and God's will meet and God's will wins. See, Jesus' flesh was crucified on a cross. Jesus' will met God's will at the cross. And he said, if it's possible, let this cup of suffering pass from me, but not what I will, what you will. So see, that's really important. If I'm going to be a disciple of Jesus, there has to come a specific distinct point in time that I begin to say, you know what, Lord, it's not what I want to do. It's what you want to do that matters. Um, Mark eight thirty four, Jesus said, uh, if you want to take up, uh, your, if you want to follow in my footsteps, he said, you must give up all right to yourself. Take up your cross and follow him. That's, uh, I think, Philip's translation of Mark 8, 34. See, that's a big deal, giving up the rights, <laughs> giving up the right to be right, giving up the right to be heard, you know, giving up whatever, and, uh, um, and giving up what I want to do for something that God wants me to do. It doesn't mean you have to quit everything. It just means when your will and God's will meets, he wins. So uh, an example of that was, um, this is a real simple thing, but you know it's the small things that, that, that throw us off. Um, this past weekend, I was, you know, Susan and I putting up Christmas decorations and all that, and we put wreaths up every year on our house on the windows, and so I had to go to Home Depot to get some to get some of the materials to stick the wreaths on the window. And um, so I was there, and, you know, they didn't have the little baskets you carry in your hand. So I got a buggy and walked around, find, found, finally found what I needed, had a handful of them, and said, well, you know, I don't need the buggy. I just need that little um, basket. And they didn't have any leftovers, so I didn't have one. So I left the buggy where it was in the aisle where I found what I needed, and I walked to the, you know, self-checkout thing, and I was checking out. And listen to what, this, this is how it works. See, it's the small things that catch you. I, I was checking, and I heard inside me, I want you to go get that buggy and put it up. Well, I didn't want to because I had to walk all the way back over to where I was. See, it was a lazy thing for me just to leave the buggy there to start with, right? Sure. But I did it, and I, anyway, I was at the register, and I was, you know, got my card and paying for my merchandise and stuff and putting it in the bag and all. And uh, I heard it again, go get that buggy. And you know what? Once I finished and I had put my card back in my pocket from paying and I grabbed my bag, I heard it again, you go get that buggy and put it up. Well, you know, see, 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 my flesh didn't want to take the time to do that. But my per the person on the inside, my spirit nature, where the Holy Spirit is, and I could tell the Holy Spirit was prompting me, are you going to obey or are you not? See, you see, well, that's innocuous. That's nothing. If I can't do that, 
then, then if he asks me to do something else, I may not do that, and it may be more important. So it's the little foxes. Song of Solomon 2.15 says it spoils the vine. So I went, I went back over to the aisle with my little bag in my hand of things I purchased. I got the buggy. It was still where I left it. See, it was slack. It was slack for me to do that. I'm to do to others what I want them to do to me. Somebody's got to go put it back if I don't. So I'm the one that's responsible for it. So you know what? God said, go put it back. So I took it and I put it back where it belonged, you know, and all that. And left. But see, it was a lesson. And I, it made me think, you know, if, I, if I'm not willing to obey in the small things of life, then will I obey when, when the stakes are high and, um, and, and you know, uh, there's more at stake. Uh, will I obey then? So if I can't obey in the small, I won't obey in the big. So whatever I do in the little, I'll do in the large. So that's kind of the way it is. So being a disciple is really important. Today, I, let's hone in on this uh, last stage of spiritual growth and development, which is, which is being a minister. So we're a convert. We're growing, we're changing, God's dealing with us. And that really happens lifelong, right, where you're changing, developing. But then you enter the stage where you're getting into the Word, the Word's getting in you, and the Lord's reminding you of your Word on, on the Word on a constant basis. You're, you're meditating the Word, you're thinking about it throughout the day. Uh, then that disciple phase where, you know what, I'm, I'm selling out for Jesus. I'm going to give Him all I got. All of us should be aspiring to these things, friends. And then that last stage of spiritual development is where God uses us to minister to others. Now listen, it's a sad state of affairs if I've been in the Lord for a number of years, but I'm still not ministering to anyone else. Do you know what that means? Can I get real? That means I'm stuck. So, you know, you can be stuck as a convert. That is your you know, you know you need to make some changes. You got habits you've had for years and decades, but you're not willing to change them. You can get stuck right there, right? Sure. Um, or, or the epistle stage. The epistle stage. You're getting the word in you, and you, to some degree, memorizing scripture and thinking about it. That's good. But see, it doesn't. You just don't want to stop there. You can memorize scripture all day. Listen, I have ministered to people. Oh, I got stories of people who are bound with all kinds of problems, but they can quote scripture to you. Just because I can quote scripture doesn't mean I'm applying it to my life. It can mean that, but see, I've got to do something with it. I'm just trying to make the comment today that you can get stuck and not proceed and grow spiritually as you should. All of us can, and all of us should be growing and developing spiritually. So don't just, don't get stuck. So, you know, again, this disciple phase where, you know, I take up my cross and follow Jesus and I give my will to him. That's good. But see, it, that's not an end in and of itself. Me giving myself to Jesus, me making consecrations and dedications to God, that, that's not the end of itself. The end of it is ministering life to others. The whole reason, right, that God leaves us on planet Earth after we come to Jesus is so we can minister life to others. And so that we can be living epistles known and read of all men so that people can see the light in us. In fact, Jesus said in Matthew 5, let your light so shine among men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father. I feel like preaching today, right? But, but see, the whole reason that, that we're, our lives are changed and transformed and, and we become epistles and get the word in us and we lay our wills down, we become disciples, is so that we can minister life to others. So see, I have to ask, my, I have to ask myself, and, and we all need to ask ourselves the question, um, am I a person that I can put my needs aside? And instead of thinking about me, 
think about others. See, you know where this starts in your prayer life? Ask yourself and search yourself. Ask yourself this question about your prayer life. In my prayer life, do I pray mostly about me and my stuff, or do I spend the first portion of time, and I would say the major portion of time, praying for other things, other issues in life, right? So, so that kind of separates, so to speak, the men from the boys or the ladies from the girls, right? So where are you? Where, where am I in that? God wants us to mature to the place that we put our need, we, we're put our needs aside because we're trusting God to meet us and we're ministering, we're, we're available to minister to others. So, so can God use you? Here's a question. At any time to be an encouragement to someone else. Any time of the day, can, can he use you? Uh, can, can he bring a person up to my mind or your mind? And, and you know, often, you know, people come up to our mind. That may be because the Holy Spirit wants you to, to pray for them, right? So, so let's get even more practical. Are you allowing God to use you uh, in the volunteer ministry at your church, like, like here at Victory on our serve team? You know, uh, again, I mentioned this verse constantly, Job 42.10. The Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Job lost everything he had, including his health and his family and yada, yada. And God gave it all back to him when he took his eyes off of himself, his problems, his issues, and began to pray for his friends. The Lord turned his captivity when he turned his thoughts to others. And see, so, so am I allowing God to use me? So ask yourself that question. Are, are you just uh, going to church week after week? Maybe you say, well, pastor, I'm a believer. I read the Bible. I pray. Well, are you going to the next phase? This is the eventual thing that God wants us all to be involved in, and that is ministry to others. We can become so self-absorbed that we forget about the world around us and the needs that are there. So this is a really important part of growth in God is that we're not just a convert, we're not just an epistle, we're not just a disciple. We actually offer ourselves as a person that God can use to minister life to others. 2 Corinthians 5, 18 uh, through 20, New Living Translation says this, all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. See, that's our task. God's given us a task. You say, well, I don't have anything to do. If you're a bored believer, then what's this? Question this. Is this true or not? If you're a bored believer, you're a disobedient believer. Whoa. What do you mean? Well, we can get so absorbed in American culture and, you know, I, me, my, mine and stuff till we forget that God placed us here to minister life for others. You have an ambition. You have something God wants to use you in. He wants to, he's given you a task. Listen to this scripture again. God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. Wow. And then he says in verse 19, 2 Corinthians 5, for God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. So, so see, he, an amb what is an ambassador? Well, an ambassador 
is a representative that comes from one country representing it in another country. We are citizens, right, of the kingdom of heaven, and God has left us on planet earth to represent the kingdom of heaven on his behalf, and that's the reason we're to let our light shine. So, so we're, we're, we are ministers, we're ambassadors, we live by the laws. Do you know an ambassador from the United States to another country or, or from another country into the United States? They live according to the laws of the country that they're from, there's a there's a rule called diplomatic immunity, where where a person where a person uh, is is living still living by the laws of his land, even though he he's a representative of his land in another country, and so that's where we are. We are citizens of the kingdom of God. God has given us diplomatic immunity. So when sickness and disease tries to come our way, say no, 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 I'm immune from that. I live by the laws of the kingdom of God. When when lack comes our way and it looks like our needs are not going to be met, again we live according to the laws of the kingdom of heaven, not earth. So we say, Lord, thank you that you meet every single need when it looks like our circumstances are going to overwhelm us. Nay, in all these things, we're more than conquerors through him that loved us. What does that mean? That means we're living according to the laws of the kingdom of God. We always win. It may look like we're losing, but we win. If you want to if you want to live, you got to die. You got to give yourself away. If you if you want to if you need things, you got to give them away. If you want to be a leader, be a servant. See? The laws of the kingdom of God rule us and are con- do control us. We are Christ's ambassadors, and God has given us the task of reconciling people to himself. Here's another question. Is the Great Commission your mission? See, is the Great Commission my mission in life? If it's not, it should be. And see, this is that, that minister section or minister phase of spiritual growth. We become converts, we become uh, epistles, we become disciples, and then we minister life to others. God uses us because, you know, we're trusting him to meet our needs. And instead of being self-absorbed and always concerned about having our own needs met, we've given that to the Lord and God's using us to minister to others. Listen again to the Great Commission. So again, is the Great Commission your life mission? Matthew 28, 19 and 20, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, the Holy Spirit, teaching these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you, Jesus said, and be sure of this. I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. So see, that's we call that the great commission. So so again, we're to we're to obey God and we're to be about, you know, leading people to Jesus and to being open and being aware, and I'm going to get in the edge of what I won't be able to finish this time. But see, the Holy Spirit has sent, you know, two reasons. He wants to meet our spiritual needs, but then he also wants to use us to minister life to others. And I'll probably take this up next time, but again, when you think about being a minister, see, you say, well, Pastor, you're a minister of the gospel. You're ordained. We're all ordained by Jesus. He said, I've called you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit. So yes, I'm a minister. That's my vocation. I have a a ministry office called pastor teacher that I stand in. But you know what? In the same way, in a similar way, you're called to be a minister to others, right? You may not be called to a full-time vocation of ministry the way I am, way I am, but you know what? You're still called to minister in your sphere of influence. And the truth is, you know, there's some people that I can't minister to that you can because you're around them and you're there in the atmosphere of where they are. There are people that you meet at work, you meet on the job, 
you meet in your social settings that I will never be able to minister to because I'm not there. But see, God wants to use you in your sphere of influence to be a light, to be an example and, uh, and uh, that other people can follow. And so God wants to use you to minister life to others. And so uh, the Holy Spirit is just an amazing person. And you'll find the more in touch you get with the Holy Spirit, the more he'll use you to minister life to others. And I'll, I'll cover this the next time. John 4, Jesus was speaking to the woman at the well of Samaria. He asked her for a drink of water. And he said, uh, he said the water that I can give you will be in you a well of water springing up into everlasting life. So he used that as a caveat when she asked him for a drink of water, that he had water that was different than natural water, spiritual water. And when, G when the Holy Spirit comes into our life, he quenches our spiritual thirst. That's the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And he's there to satisfy us spiritually, to help us spiritually, to help us apply the word of God to our daily behavior. But then there's another work of the Holy Spirit past the new birth. It's the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Where, and Jesus referred to this in John chapter 7, uh, where he said, uh, he said uh, you, the day's coming, you'll be filled with rivers of living water. And so... That's the baptism with the Holy Spirit. That's a river of living water. The well of water, when you're born again, when the Holy Spirit comes in and dwells us, that well of water quenches our thirst. You go to a well to get a drink of water for yourself. But if you get into a river, that river's so big and it's flowing so fast sometimes, it's not just for you. It's so you can minister life to others. And so Jesus wants us to be a river of living water. He said, out of your belly, will flow rivers of living water. Water is a requisite for life. And the indwelling of the Spirit satisfies our spiritual thirst. But the river of living water that comes with the baptism with the Holy Spirit, it's not just for me. Oh, it affects me. It wets me. I get inundated in the river of water. But that river of water also is so that we can sow life into other people, so we can minister life to others. And that's the reason we need to be conscious of the Holy Spirit because throughout our day, God may lead you uh, as you're wherever you may be. You may be eating lunch, and it may be the person that's serving you or someone else in the restaurant. You may be getting groceries, and you lay your eyes on someone, and you have this thought rise up, and it's from the Holy Spirit. Go pray for that person very quickly, or, or uh, you know, ask them if you can pray for them or whatever, or he may give you something to say to them. You know, when we obey those things, uh, the, the Spirit of God uses us to minister life and we're ministers to others. So the Holy Spirit is so involved in, in helping us to minister life to other people. So again, as I conclude today, I just got a question. I felt like I went so fast and I did. You know, where are you in your spiritual journey? Are you growing in God? We should be growing. We should look back last week, last month, last year and, and, and look and compare it to now and say, I'm growing, I'm not where I was, but I'm not where I want to be. We should be able to look to next week, next, next month, next year and say, you know, God, I want to be moving further than I am today spiritually. And so keep these four things in mind. Are you a convert? You know, that's where we start. The convert stage is where the word begins to work in us. Then the, then the epistle stage where we really begin to memorize the word and and it really begins to be fruitful, and we start putting it into practice more and more. And then the disciple stage of spiritual growth, again, where we're willing to lay our will down and do the will of God 
even when we don't feel like it. And then that last stage of spiritual growth and development is where you, you, God is using you to minister to others. I want to encourage you, don't, don't, don't get stuck. Don't get stuck at the convert stage or the epistle stage or the disciple stage. God wants all of us. He wants us to be ministers. Uh, he's given us He's, he's given us the task of reconciling other people to himself. That's our job. That's our job description. And he wants you to be a disciple maker. He wants you to minister life to others. So uh, I want to encourage you, pursue God. Now's the time to do it. Jesus is coming back one day, and, and, and eternity will show what we did during our earthly life. And, you know, we, we want to we shine for Jesus. And, and we want to give him our best now so that in eternity we'll give glory to God because of our obedience to him before we ever got there while we were in our physical bodies before death put us into eternity, right? So, so I just want to encourage you, keep growing, keep developing, keep moving forward. And uh, if, you, you know, if you have a setback, take a step back, examine and move forward, right? So, so don't let anything waylay you or me from obeying what God's called us to do. Lord, I pray for me and every person listening. The Lord would not be stuck at any juncture of life that would be constantly moving forward spiritually, forgetting the things that are behind and reaching forth to the things that are before. Help us to grow, help us to mature, help us to develop, and help us to be those that you can trust to minister life to others. Help us to be a person you can trust to be a living epistle known and read of all men. Help us to be uh, one of those that our light can be seen by others. They can see what we do and know there's something different about us. Make us a blessing everywhere we go. Open up ministry opportunities. It may be a kind word. It may be a prayer, or it may be, you know, God opens up a conversation. I ask you for all of us, work it out that we're able to minister life, and we commit that to you in Jesus' name. Well, God bless you. Hope you have a great week, and we'll talk to you very, very soon. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I hope you're able to get something out of the message today. Before you leave, please make sure uh, that you subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening from. Doing this goes a long way in helping us reach a wider audience. Lastly, if you want to reach out with questions, concerns, prayer requests, or comments about today's content, you can email me at pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com. I would love to hear from you. Now go out there and be all that God created you to be today. God bless you.